everybody, welcome back to the Name of Newscast. It's your favorite host with the most, I'm the Bomb. And I'm from the Anime Summit Podcast, and we're here to do the news. Uh, let's do the news, shall we? Let's start off with some non-anime news. I don't got that much. And um, fall season has already started, so um, I don't really have that much like anime hype stuff, But like, or at least I didn't think there was going to be, but I actually have quite a few like 2020 hype things. So that's going to be exciting because we're at the end of the year here. It's fall now. It's October 11th, 2019, and I've already gotten sick. Um, if you heard me on the last episode, I was, like, my voice was super hoarse. It, it's still, like, you can kind of still hear it. My voice is still a little, a little hoarse, a little gone. But um, I'm actually feeling a little bit better today. Right, I'm at that part where, like, when you get a cold or flu, you know? I'm at that part where you have like what I like to call them the ridding coughs where it's like it's like you're trying to you're coughing to get rid of all the garbage in your sinuses and things like that. So I've just been coughing. Um, I've just been coughing a lot. That's that's why I like my voice still sounds poopy and my nose is like getting super runny now to like so I can blow it all out, you know, but, you know, like I'm feeling a little better, feeling a little better. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do the non-anime news. And we'll take a break in the middle, and then we'll do the anime news. Like we always do, and then I got a big piece at the end, okay? So let's do it. Uh, the trailer for Pixar's new film, Onward, uh, dropped. Uh, I think it dropped yesterday. Yesterday. I think it dropped yesterday. And uh, I saw this article today, and it said, it said, Onward is basically weakened at Bernie's with magic. Um, but yeah, they had dropped the teaser like a while ago. And the two main characters are played by Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. And basically, it takes place in, like, the modern the modern day, but it's a magical world. So there's, like, there's fairies, there's dwarves, um, there's trolls and orcs and ogres and things like that. And um, the, the two main characters are, I think they're, I don't even know what they are. I think they're goblins or something like that. They're cute, though. They're not, like, ugly, but they're, like, blue Smurfy-looking uh, guys. And Tom Holland's character wears, like, a flannel with jeans, and his older brother, played by Chris Pratt, is, like, uh, he wears, like, cargo shorts with, like, a denim jacket. He's, like, a punk rocker, you know? Anyway, the f- the, the they, they released a little teaser, and the teaser, like, was, like, Chris Pratt, like, in a really run-down, crappy, like, tour van. And it was, like, get in, we're going on a road trip or whatever. Anyway, Pixar, they always do the teasers wrong where you, like, kind of barely know what it's about. But the trailer dropped yesterday, and basically, it's uh, Tom Holland's character. It's his birthday. He turns 16, and their mom is like, "My, your father said that when you guys were both 16, um, to give you this. And clearly, by, like, the, the look of it, like, their dad is like, he had passed away a long time ago. But it's this wizard wand, and it comes with this little spell, and uh, it's like on a piece of paper, and it says to put use this crystal, and I can come back for a day. So they do it, but they only get him up to his pants. So they put like a fake like stuffed shirt and jacket and hat on the top until they can go find another crystal to bring the rest of him back. So the whole movie is is set within twenty four hours. And they're just basically trying to 
finish the spell since they fucked up in the beginning. But it looks really funny. It's it's almost like a Harold and Kumar kind of thing. Like they're trying to get to White Castle. It's kind of the same thing. It's like that. Um, I guess it's kind of like Brave if you've ever seen Brave. But um, it looks pretty funny. Uh, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. You know, um, I love Pixar movies. Lately, they've been kind of whatever to me. So I mean, I don't know. Like car the car sequel, I didn't care about. The Toy Story 4 I didn't super very much care about. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it just seemed really weird. But they then they also dropped a new trailer for Frozen 2, which Frozen 2 looks really awesome. Not a Pixar, but still, I'm pretty excited for those. So if you, if you like Pixar films, this one actually looks pretty good. Uh, director Ryan Johnson hopes his Star Wars trilogy is still happening. Before Ryan Johnson's Star Wars entry had even been released... It was announced that he would be heading an entire trilogy of his own. Regardless of the divided reception of The Last Jedi, fans were eager to learn about the new planets and characters that Johnson would explore. Very little has been revealed about that trilogy, though the director maintained in the past that he was still working on it. In a recent interview with Bang Showbiz, Johnson discussed the upcoming Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, rejoicing that he will be able to enjoy the saga as a fan again. When asked about his future involvement with the Star Wars franchise, he said, We'll see, we'll see. I'm still talking to Lucasfilm. They're figuring out what they're doing, and we'll see what happens. Um, so it it, it kind of sounds like maybe it's not happening anymore. Maybe after The Last Jedi came out, they were kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that could be entirely true. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. if that. Honestly, like, I don't even know what he was trying to do. Like, what in that trilogy he was trying to do. Like, if it was going to be... Uh, part of the main story or is going to be the next part of the saga like you know it's going to be we're going to be done with the Skywalker saga now let's move on to a whole set of new characters and Jedis or whatever I don't know I have no idea but honestly Ryan Johnson did something weird with The Last Jedi so I have no idea I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that was the reason why he wouldn't be doing um, this new trilogy that he wanted to do um, Goonies 2, Corey Feldman dashes hopes for a sequel. Um, apparently Feldman told TMZ, dude, Goonies reunion? There ain't no damn Goonies reunion. But then somebody said something about Goonies 2 and he said, nah, man, that's the rumor. The rumor. He continued, we did a few comic cons, just a few appearances together, but that's it. There's no campaign, no Goonies reunion happening. The comic con Feldman may be referring to Last month's NostalgiaCon, where he appeared alongside Sean Astin. Uh, Astin addressed the chances of a long-awaited sequel back in April, also stating he, he isn't sure a sequel to the 80s cult classic is going to happen anymore. Um, but then he also said, For 20 years, my answer to the question was an unequivocal yes. There will be a sequel. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Just certainty. Well, that's gone, Astin told Collider. Now I think we've probably passed the threshold for which all of us original cast members are right for doing a sequel. So it's probably not going to happen, which sucks. But then, I don't know. People were saying, people are all, all kind of like hiding on the nostalgia hype right now. Um, people were saying, because I, I guess that they Warner Brothers has signed on to do a prequel to the movie Training Day, which Denzel Washington won a, uh, or he got nominated for. I think he won an Oscar for it, I don't remember. But now they're saying 
they just did they just signed a thing for a script for a prequel to Training Day um with a younger uh Denzel character and um and then there's also um you know the the Halloween remakes and stuff like that Will Smith apparently is working with his, the new studio that he opened with Jada Pinkett Smith um are thinking about doing like a a nostalgic like one season short series of a sequel to Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which is like honestly, I don't think I don't know. Like I'm a sucker for nostalgia and I'm a sucker for like reboots and sequels and things like that. But I just uh, I don't know. Like it depends on what it is. It really I always try and treat everything with nuance. So I, I look at it on a case by case basis. Movie franchise by franchise, movie by movie, T V show by T V show. Like, I would be excited if there was a sequel or reboot to Firefly for obvious reasons, right? If you look at the history of that and how that went down, that's obvious, right? I would I would love to see a sequel to, like, Dexter's Lab, okay? Just because it's Dexter's Lab. It's a classic show. It's a very awesome cartoon show. It's very silly, and I would love to see a sequel movie to that or something. Do I want to see a sequel or reboot to Fresh Prince? Not really. Like, if I had to pick another, like, sitcom from my childhood or my generation to do a sequel for, they have either already done it or or I would probably pick, like, Golden Girls or something. Like, I would love to see a reboot of Golden Girls of, like... Rose Nyland's character of when she was like in St. Olaf or when she lived in like Minnesota, St. Olaf, Minnesota or something. And I don't know, like something like that. I would, I would, I would love to see that. If we're talking Fresh Prince, I'm thinking, nah, like that's like, I, like I said, I look at it by show, show by show, you know what I mean? And that's a show where I think you just don't need it. Anyway, speaking of Goonies and reading boots and all that, I honestly think Goonies doesn't really need a sequel. I just don't understand what you could do after that movie. Like, I think it's way past the point. Like, you should have done a sequel probably, I don't know, like, maybe around the time Stranger Things Season 1 was being made. That would have been the time to do it, you know? But, I don't know. Speaking of sequels, the new Halloween movie, um, Halloween Kills, um, so basically that last Halloween movie... That, that that new one that came out with Jamie Lee Curtis was supposed to, if it did, they had said that if it did well, it was going to be like another trilogy or another like series of Halloween films. In that Halloween movie, it is supposed to be a direct sequel to the first film. And it retcons everything from two to five or two to seven or whatever it was, H2O or Resurrection. So like she's not, Michael's brother things like that you know what I mean so they I've never I haven't seen that one yet but apparently they're already making a sequel um and Jamie Lee Curtis is reprising her her character Laurie Strode and it's going to be called Halloween Kills and there's already she's already like released some self like mirror selfies from her trailer and she she tweeted it and it's pretty cool Jamie Lee Curtis, man, like, she's a goofball. She'll just, like, t- 
tweet photos that she's not supposed to be tweeting and like on set and stuff like that. Like it's really cool. But like I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis and I actually love Michael Myers. He's one of my favorite horror villains. Top five, easily top five along with Pennywise and some others. So yeah, dog. So last week we talked about that Martin Scorsese thing that's saying that the Marvel cinematic universe movies were not cinema and whatever. And obviously we had debates about it and blah, blah, blah. And people were arguing, whatever. Um, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson came out and was like, I mean, that's like saying Bugs Bunny ain't funny. Jackson said in an interview with Variety, films are films. Everybody doesn't like his stuff either. Everybody's got an opinion. So, I mean, it's okay. Ain't going, ain't going to stop nobody from making movies. Um, which is kind of like, that's kind of what I, I said, you know, I think I, I kind of, to me, I was like, movies are movies, cinema, cinema, you know? Um, and I, I agree with some of what Martin says and I, I do agree with everyone else, but I'm more on the side of that. Like movies are movies, they're entertainment. Not every movie has to be like a certain way, like whatever he thinks it is to be quote unquote cinema. That's just me though. Um, but also at the same time, it's like, I don't go to a Marvel film to think it's going to be some kind of crazy, like super deep character study of Tony Stark or Steve Rogers or anything like that. I'm going because like, I know it's going to be a sweet spectacle and, you know, awesome comic book movie. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That's just me. I already said my piece on that. But anyway. Um, Indivisible, man. Indivisible is out um, by 505 Games, made by the same people who did Skullgirls. They have like an anime opening that they worked with Studio Trigger to do the anime opening. And it is fucking dope. But the, the, the animation style of the gameplay and all that is very reminiscent of uh, Skull Girls, because that's exactly the people who made the game, and it is a action RPG platformer, um, kind of Metroidvania style. Um, it's ex- exploration is reminiscent of a Metroid game, combat system inspired by the cult classic Valkyrie profile, and it is it, like so like you can get into turn based battles, um, that have like a. a a live reaction kind of thing and you can combo your hits together and things like that kind of like in super mario rpg and then you have the platforming part when you're going through the world and trying to explore and get through obstacles um the main character uh ajna i think is how you say her name ajna or it could be anna or ajna but she's got like an axe right and you can use that axe to climb walls you can throw that axe to um, break down certain things to get past a certain point and it's also her weapon so like it's a really sick game like it's on xbox one and pc and uh, ps4 right now uh, lab zero games is the dev they're the people who do skull girls they used to be formerly autumn games but um yeah dude I'm, I'm gonna get this game for sure i do want to play it i do i might do some let's plays or i might do some uh streams on the discord of it it's super sick um They've officially named the PlayStation 5, and it's going to be launching holiday 2020, and there are going to be changes to the controller. That's all they've said. Um, They haven't really said much about it. 
other than that, it's apparently it's been being worked. It has been being worked on for a while and that it will be launching holiday 2020. So next year around this time, they will probably have, you know, more way more info on it. I, I, I imagine that at E3 next year, we'll see some of it. And I have no idea. They don't, they didn't say anything about it being, um, reverse compatible or anything. I would hope so. Then again, a lot of PS4 games are on the PlayStation Network themselves anyway. So I assume those same games can be utilized on the PlayStation 5s, like PlayStation Network. Like, it's the same thing, right? It's all the same kind of thingy. Um, oh, Facebook integration is no longer available on PlayStation 4. Speaking of PlayStation, which is like... It's not really a big fucking deal. Nobody really cares. I I purposely, like, didn't do that because I didn't want, like, random things going to my Facebook when I got achievements and shit. So, I don't know. It's kind of useless, to be honest with you. Uh, Doom Eternal delayed till March 2020. Um, they put on their official Doom Twitter, which is just at Doom, all capital letters. They said, hold on, I'm clicking on it. Right? I should have clicked on this image before. They said, throughout the development of Doom Eternal, our goal has been to deliver a game that exceeds your greatest expectations across the board. To make sure we're delivering the best experience for Doom Eternal to live up to our standards of speed and polish, we've made the decision to extend our launch date by a few months to March 20, 2020. Uh, We know many fans will be disappointed by this delay, but we are confident that Doom Eternal will deliver a gaming experience that is worth the wait. In addition to shifting the Doom Eternal launch date, we made a couple of other changes we wanted you to know about. Um, uh, they're going to be releasing it to the Switch um, after it's been put on the other systems first, so Xbox One, PS4, and PC, I believe. And Doom 64 will be available on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and PC in addition to the Switch. We are adding Doom 64 as a pre-order bonus for Doom Eternal on all platforms. So you'll be able to download and play the classic game for free just for pre-ordering Doom Eternal. Doom 64 will be released on March 20, 2020 on all platforms. Um, Doom 64 is actually a weird entry in the series. A very, very weird entry in the series. But it was a great entry nonetheless. It 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 had its own kind of... It was it's definitely its own Doom. It was... It was really cool. Um, if you've never played Doom 64, it was on the Nintendo 64, obviously. Uh, but you definitely should. Definitely should. They did an exclusive, um, or not exclusive interview, but they kind of, uh, they took a trip to Japan. Um, some people like Game Informer. And they talked about the art director of the game. And the art director of the game for Pokemon Sword and Shield was actually somebody from the UK and they game free purposely hired this dude because he grew up in the UK um, to design the Galar region. So um, it was pretty cool. If you go to the Pokemon website, you can check out that exclusive coverage and it talks in detail about how he uh, took inspiration from where he grew up in the UK to create the Galar region and the designs of the Galar region and stuff like that. And uh, if you don't already know, or if you don't remember, that is coming out November 15th. 
Um, okay, let's move on. You know what? That was. I thought I had something else. Um, we'll save that for the end. That's my big piece at the end. Let's take a small break, shall we? And then we'll get into the anime news. Boom, check that out for me, okay? Links.animesummit.net, you can find everything right there. And um, on the links, on the link tree, there are Patreon pages not there, but you can just go to patreon.com slash animesummit, and that's how you can get there. Um, shout out to all the patrons. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. Thank you, thank you. And um, you can become a patron today, and you'll get a patron-exclusive voice channel, a chat channel, and Discord you get all the podcasts as soon as they're done. So you get them before everyone else without the ad. And so anytime when Terrace Talk is, is is done, you get it before, as soon as it's done editing. As soon as I'm done editing the main podcast, you get it. Get it right away. The newscasts, I don't normally because I do the newscast the night before anyway. So you'll get it the next day as soon as I'm done recording it. You know what I mean? So, but for the main podcast and Terrace Talk, you get those as soon as they're being done edited. Um, normally, that you're getting them a couple days before um, everyone else gets them. So that's pretty cool. And there's also going to be other more upcoming goodies for you guys: patron exclusive streams, um, patron exclusive uh, podcasts. So we're like, we'll do, we're going to record um, whole podcast apps just for patrons. Um, they may not be as long as the regular episodes. Maybe they will be. Maybe they'll be longer. Um, but yeah, you'll get those. You'll get everything for anytime we do any kind of cast other than the newscast. You'll get it before anyone else. And we're also coming up with other goodies to give you guys. Um, we're also going to do exclusive. I'm personally doing exclusive vlogs for you guys. Things like that. So things that I will upload to the YouTube channel, but they'll be unlisted. So only people who are patrons can see them. So hell yeah, there you go. Do that. Do that today, will ya? Do it for me right now. Do it. Bacardi Cola, do it. Do it. Okay. Let's get into um, ooh, the anime news. Kosaku Anakubo's Pocket Monster Manga ends after 23 years. Um... If you've never heard of this Pocket Monsters manga, it was pretty sweet, dude. Um, it was in monthly Koro Koro comics. Um, it was a comedy manga, and it follows Red and his Clefairy. Um, and this Clefairy communicates like in human speech, just like Meowth does from the TV series. It was kind of a weird, kind of a weird manga, but it was pretty cool. Um, Definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, it's ending after 23 years. Whew. 23 years of serialization. It'll be... Its last issue will be on the Korokoro magazine on the November issue on October 15th. So yeah, dude. PA Works makes original Wild West car race anime, Apare Ranman. Shout out to Harvester for posting this in the news. I saw the trailer for this and this fucking looks sweet. This story is set at the end of the 19th century and on the eve of the next one. After a certain mishap, the brilliant but socially inept engineer Sorano Apare, family name first, 
and the shrewd but cowardly samurai Ishiki Kosame find themselves drifting on a boat from Japan to America. Broke, the two decide to compete in the Trans-America Wild Race to win the prize and return to Japan. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Like, it, the art style looks crazy. It looks like something straight out of, like, an American comic book almost, but it's anime, so it looks fucking badass. The animation looks tops. Like, it just looks really cool. I'm pretty excited for that one. That is going to be a, I believe, a 2020 thing, and that is by PA Works. Or is this going to be a movie? I think it's, or it just, it just says original anime. So I assume it's going to be um, a series, I think. Uh, here's some more 2020 anime hype. Darwin's Game TV anime reveals main cast. January premiere. The manga centers on Kaname Sudo, a high school boy who is drawn to a mysterious game app called Darwin's Game. He becomes involved in a social game where the stakes are life or death. Um, and then there's like this kind of girl like in a red Lolita outfit with some chain weapon shit. It looks like some, some action-y kind of uh, sci-fi shit where he logs into the game and you do the game and you fight bitches. It looks cool though, but the two main characters are the guy, he's got like a gun, and then the other uh, girl whose name is Shuka, she wears like a dress and she's got like this chain that's ended with some metal darts. It looks fucking cool. Bottom tier character Tomozaki novel gets anime. Bottom tier character Tomozaki um, is a light novel and a manga. Tomozaki is one of the best gamers in Japan. And in his opinion, the game of real life is one of the worst. No clear cut rules for success, horribly balanced, and nothing makes sense. But then he meets a gamer who is just as good as him, and she offers to teach him a few exploits. That is the summary. It looks really cute, actually. It looks like it's like probably like one of those nerdy romances, maybe like a comedy romance, rom com, nerdy. Um, it is. I think it, they published it in the Square Enix manga thing that they have, the publication that they have. But yeah, it looks really cute. So that's gonna be an anime in twenty twenty. Also, here's some more twenty twenty hype. This was posted yesterday, and the trailer came out today. Oh, no, the trailer came out yesterday, too, I think. Oh, no, today. The trailer came out today, but the, the visual was posted yesterday. Uh, shout out to the homies in Discord, Sean, uh, who posted it in our news channel on Discord. Doro, hey, Doro, TV anime, January 12th premiere. That is right, you guys. Doro, hey, Doro. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, this was our manga book club's latest manga that they literally just finished reading um, a couple weeks ago, the meetings were kind of going on and off, on and off, on and off. But from what I could see um, when they were talking and during the meetings and stuff and posting screenshots and stuff, it looked like just the craziest fucking anime dude or, or manga. It looked, There's fucking Skull Face Johnsons and Lizard Face Johnsons and all kinds of Face Johnsons. And people were telling me, like, Sam, you got to read it. Sam, you got to read it. Sam, you got to read it. It's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. You gotta read this like you love it. Um, and now it's getting an anime. So now I'm kind of like, now I kind of don't want to read it because I kind of want to just watch the anime and maybe read it after. But um, basically, uh, yeah, Doro Hey Doro. In a city so dismal, it's known only as The Hole. A clan of sorcerers have been plucking people off the streets to use as guinea pigs for atrocious experiments in the black arts. 
In a dark alley, Nakaido found Cayman, a man with a reptile head and a bad case of amnesia. To undo the spell, they're hunting and killing the sorcerers in the hole, hoping that eventually they'll kill the right one. But when N, the head sorcerer, gets word of a lizard man slaughtering his people, he sends a crew of cleaners into the hole, igniting a war between two worlds. So yeah, dude, it's at this fucking... I remember one of the things that I think it was because Sen is part of the manga book club also, and they were reading it along with Ed and uh, others. Uh, they, they they were one of the people like, dude, Sam, one of the main characters is Lizard Face Johnson. Like, you'll fucking love this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> and it really is. He's like a lizard. He's got like a lizard head. And there's like another character with like a skull head, a skull face. Yeah, all the Face Johnsons, man. All the Face Johnsons. Yeah, Dora Dora, dude. It looks fucking sick. It lo- the trailer looks is out now. Studio Mappa. It looks friggin' dope. Like, it, oh my god. I can't wait. High Dive streams Sword Art Online Alicization War for Underworld Anime. High Dive announced on Thursday that it will stream SAO Alicization War of the Underworld, which is the second half of SAO Alicization Anime. And the stream will debut on Saturday, 12.30pm EDT. So, hell yeah, dude. That is... uh. That is going to be some shit. It's going to be crazy. Sales at Work manga gets a new spinoff, and that spinoff is set inside the body of a baby. So I don't know what that is going to be called. Oh, it's just called Sales at Work Baby. Hataraku Saibo Baby. <laughs> That's all it's called. Um, so I don't, hopefully we'll get another Sales at Work anime um, with that, because that would be kind of cute, right? Dropkick on my Devil Anime second season premieres in spring 2020. Here's some more 2020 hype. Um, Dropkick on my Devil. Josh and Chan Dropkick manga revealed on Thursday that the second season of the manga's television anime will premiere in 2020. Um, I don't know. Like, I watched the first episode of this, and I, I maybe I missed something, or I just wasn't that excited. But if it's getting another anime, you know, um, and people must have liked it enough. Major second new anime series confirmed. NHK announced on Friday that Takuya Mitsuda's major second baseball manga will have a second television anime series that will premiere on the NHK Educational Channel in April 2020. Uh, the sequel manga inspired an animated commercial in 2015, and a television animated attachment premiered in April 2018. Uh, Shigeno Daigo is an elementary school student whose father Goro is a pro baseball player inspired by his father, who was once a major league player. Daigo started playing baseball with the Mifune Dolphins, a youth league team. He was unable to live up to the expectations of being the son of a pro, however, and quit baseball after less than a year. Then in the spring of his sixth grade year, Daigo school welcomes a transfer student who just returned from America. The transfer student is Sato Hikaru, and it turns out his father is Sato Toshia, a former pro major league player and Goro's close friend. The fate of these two young men begins to move forward. Major Second is what it's called, and it's based on a very, very popular manga that um, that uh, premiered in 2015 in Weekly Shonen Sunday, and I think it ran in the, its 78 compiled book volumes for the series. Oh, so it ran from 94 to 2010, and then Major Second, the second part in 2015. Okay, so yeah, there you go, man. Major second, if you're into that. Uh, My Hero Heroes Rising Film Trailers Reviews Previous Theme Song. There's another trailer that we got. It's going to be at the 12th, the December 20th Tokyo Roadshow. 
They revealed some new artwork of new characters. I was wondering if this was, excuse me, was is this going to be canon or not? I don't think it is, but it looks fucking cool. My Hero, Heroes Rising. Keep an eye out on that. SD Gundam G Generation Cross Rays. Games opening video streamed. Um, this is going to be on PS4 and Switch and PC via Steam. And it's just like SD Gundam. Uh, it's an SD Gundam game, so it's all SD Gundams. But it's they're from all over, right? So there's like there's like Gundam Epion, the Wing Gundam. Um, I think the Gundam Astray, Double Zero. If you don't know, Astray is from Gundam Seed. And then there's going to be um, the post-disaster era Gundams, which is IBL or Iron Blood and Orphans. It looks pretty sick. I mean, it looks like kind of your basic Gundam game where you pick, you know, do certain missions and you get through the level and stuff. But SD Gundams are always just fucking cool looking. I don't know why. Like, they just are. They're really cute and adorable and badass at the same time. Uh, shout out to Sen for posting this on the news. They're coming out with a Pokedex phone case. And it's it, it's it's a phone. You put your smartphone on the left side. And it looks like the original Pokedex from the uh, the very first one that Ash gets when he first becomes a Pokemon trainer. And it is going to be compatible with the iPhone X. It is not compatible with the iPhone XR, XS, or XS Mac, or 11. It works on the iPhone 6, 7, and 8, although the mic and lights will be covered. Android users are out of luck altogether, unfortunately. So it looks like now you'll... Like, for now, you can only become a Pokemon Master if you've got an iPhone X for now. And if you have a 6, 7, or 8, but the mic and lights will be covered. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Promare Film gets additional screening in the U.S. on December 8th. So, if you forgot to go and you forgot to buy tickets like I did, um, you can go to the G-Kids and Fathom Events website and buy tickets and go see that. I am definitely going to go do it because I fucking forgot like a dummy. So yeah, this December. Go check it out. Um, Demon Slayer commits to Yaiba's anime trailer reveals English dub cast. I watched the trailer and it doesn't sound that bad actually. Uh, Zach Aguilar as Tanjiro. Abby Trot as Nesco. Alex Lee as Zenitsu. Bryce Papenbrook as Inosuke. And Johnny Young Bosch as Giyu Tomioka. So that's pretty cool, man. Zach Aguilar, he's a pretty young kid. Um, he's done. I mean, he he's not. I mean, he's definitely younger than me. But um, he's been in uh, a couple episodes of Hunter Hunter. He's been a couple outside voices in Kill a Kill. He is Genos on One Punch Man. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Zach Aguilar, he's a cool guy. Um, he's also, I think he's done some Fire Emblem games too. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, it's pretty sick, man. It's pretty sick. It's going to be dope. Um, Crunchyroll to stream True Cookie Master Boy anime. I have never seen this anime. Um, I know that there is a Chinese live action film of it, but, uh, the True Cooking Master Boy anime will premiere in Japan on Friday. Um, it looks really cute, actually. It looks really cool. I'm actually kind of excited to see it. 
I think the, the the it's set in China, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. The manga is set during a fictitious 19th century China, where chefs from all over China competed in culinary tests of ability, and being a master chef granted one respect and authority. The story centers on Lu Maojing, a young chef from Sichuan province who learns cooking from his mother. After saving his mother's restaurant, Ma goes on a journey to become a super chef, battling other chefs with other cooking styles along the way and contending with conspiracies of the dark cooking society. Yeah, no, this manga was like a thing in Weekly Shonen, like in the 90s. So, it's been around for a while. Um, So it's getting this new anime, which is pretty cool. I'm actually excited to watch that. I'm going to watch that shit. Uh, Drifting Dragons TV anime is more 2020 hype. Drifting Dragons TV anime reveals teaser video, 18 cast members. Um... I think this is going to be a CG one, too, actually. But um, the character design looks pretty cute. They would have these really, like, puffy blue uniforms. Um, the draking vessel Kinzaza soars through the skies, hunting dragons that hide in the clouds. A single big catch means full coffers and all the meat they can eat. While failure means an empty wallet and an even emptier stomach. Join us as we log the crew's grand adventures chasing the dreams of the sky dragons and gourmet cooking. Um, it looks pretty cool. It's like they got this, they're traveling in this airship and they hunt dragons, man. That's pretty cool. At the same time, why you gotta be mean to Dragon Face Johnson's, man? It's fucked up. Uh, Masaki Yuasa Helms Japan Sinks novel, first anime for Netflix. Um, there's this novel called Japan Sinks. And Masaki Iwasa is doing a 10-episode series that will debut worldwide on Netflix in 2020. So, I mean, obviously Netflix loved Masaki Iwasa's Devil Man Cry Baby. And they loved, the, you know, did really well. So they were like, hey, man, you should do another anime for us. And this is what they're doing. So it's called Japan Sinks. It's based on a novel. Um, the original novel came out in the 70s, I believe. And it's made, It's they've done two live action films, one in the 70s and one in like the 2000s. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool, man. Um, it's about a really, 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 really devastating earthquake and the survival of the Muto family. Uh, Gundam vs. Hello Kitty Project to hold fan event in 2020. I don't know where this event is going to be. I just clicked on it because it was Hello Kitty and Gundam. Um, and plus, I hadn't heard about it in a while. But um, hopefully that fan event will garner some attention and maybe we'll get something here. Um, but yeah, Ray Amaro's voice actor is going to be there and uh, a bunch of Sanrio staff is going to be there. That's going to be pretty cool. Here's some more 2020 hype. Uh, the Case Files of Jeweler Richard. Uh, Richard Ranashinha Vorpian is the main character. Um, it follows uh, these two guys, heartwarming jewel mystery series centers on handsome jewelry appraiser Richard and the bright and cheerful college student Segi Nakata as they uncover the hidden messages that lies within jewels. Uh, it doesn't really say that much after that. I, don't, I have no idea um, what that is about. But um, the, it looks like, it kind of actually looks like a boy love thing. It looks like some... Some boy love shit. But the, the animation looks pretty good. It looks really solid. Of course, in most trailers, you know, it has to look pretty good. Blade of the Immortal creator Hiroki Samura's 
wave listen to me manga gets tv anime um the story goes the stage is Sapporo Hokkaido one night our heroine Minari Koda spills her heartbroken woes into a radio station worker she meets while out drinking one night the next day she hears a recording of her pitiful grumbling being played live over the air Minari storms into the station in a rage only to be duped by the station director into doing an impromptu talk show explaining her harsh dialogue with just one recording, the many eccentric facets of Minari's life begin to pull every which direction as she falls ever deeper into the world of radio. Um, yeah, man, I, I, it, it seems really interesting. It kind of reminds me of, uh, of, uh, Joe Dirt. Cause that's how that movie starts. Um, you know, it starts with Joe Dirt just kind of being a janitor at this radio station. And then he randomly comes in and just starts talking on the radio. He tells his story and, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, um, but it looks really cool. It seems I like interesting things like that. It might be really cool. But yeah, the creator of Blade of, Blade of the Immortal, Hiroki Samura, um, this is his manga. So it could be pretty cool. Um, Super Robot Wars X Omega Smartphone Gabe adds Pop Team Epic characters. That's all I'm going to say about that. I, you know, um... I, it's a limited event, and this app is not even on in English, I don't think. Is it? Can someone confirm that for me? I don't think it is. I think it's purely Japanese anyway. So, you know. But I just think, I just love collabs. And I know Nick loves Pop Team Epic, so there you go. Shadowverse Card Battle Smartphone Game gets TV anime. Um, if you've ever played Shadowverse, I've never played it. You know, it, it's another, it, it looks like another kind of your typical card game anime like uh, Vanguard or Buddy Fight. Uh, the main character, for God's sakes, has big spiky red and black hair. Um, and there's a big, huge, freaking spiky, armory, golden dragon face Johnson behind him. So, I don't know, but if you've played Shadowverse, um, they, they announced that it's getting uh, uh, an anime adaptation. So, there you go. So this is what I'm excited for right now. These two things. Viz Media works with Disney to release Star Wars, The Legends of Luke Skywalker, and Frozen 2 manga. Viz Media announced at its panel in New York Comic Con on Friday that it's working on Disney to release manga about Disney properties. The company announced it will release a book titled Star Wars, The Legends of Luke Skywalker, which will feature artwork by manga creator uh, duo Akira Himikawa and Haru, uh, Haruichi. And um, Akira Himikawa did the Legend of Zelda manga, and Haruichi did the Star Wars Leia Ojo no Shirin manga. So that is pretty friggin' cool. Um, they also announced Frozen 2, the manga, but the company did not provide details on who the artists were. Yoshitaka Amano's Gibi 8 anime series, or Giabate anime series, reveals cast more characters. I did not know Yoshitaka Amano was working on an anime. Um, but it looks pretty friggin' cool. It, it looks pretty sweet. The year is 2030 Japan. A virus outbreak has covered the earth. Once infected, patients become monsters and changes the form depending on age, sex, and nationality. The virus is called Gibier. Uh, G-I-B-I-E-R. I may be saying that wrong. Gibier? 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 Wild game for many varieties. Uh, Edo-era time... Traveling samurai and shinobi appear in the post-apocalyptic ruins, helping a doctor who has dedicated his career for researching the cure for Gibier or Gibier 
Hordes of Gibeah are after them, outlaws who attack the travelers for food. Everywhere you turn, danger is upon them. Amano is credited as the original character designer for the upcoming anime. Um, while now Kisarizawa did Resident Evil manga, is designing the monsters. Yuzo Koshiro um, is credited as the sound creator, and the Yoshida brothers are the musical artists. If you don't know who Yuzo Koshiro is, he did the music for Streets of Rage and the original Streets of Rage games. So um, Yoshitaka Amano and Yuzo Koshiro working together is pretty hype, pretty hype. So let's get into the big piece I have here. I'm nearing the end of my newscast here. Let's talk about Blizzard, okay? Um, who? Now, um, I am not here to, you know, when we talk about serious stuff like this, you guys, I am not here to sway anyone or anything like that. Um, I, I, I have other ways of doing that, um, of swaying people through my art form and whatever. I have other ways of doing that, so I'm not going to do it on here. I am going to tell you how I feel about it, though. So when it started, I wasn't really following it. I haven't really logged on Overwatch in a while um, anyway, so I kind of haven't been following Blizzard shit really that much. Um, th that being said, you know, I, I was on Discord yesterday and people were posting about it, and I had asked... Okay, so in summary, this is what happened, right? And um, I believe it was Zayla and Harvester and a few others who were kind of like, yeah, this is what happened. And uh, shout out to those guys. So basically what happened is this. Blizzard Entertainment banned professional esports player Blitzchung from competitions for a year um, over his support for Hong Kong's pro-democracy protests. Um, last Sunday, Blitzchung, whose real name is, uh, uh, Ing Wai Chung, appeared on a Twitch, uh, broadcast after playing in a Hearthstone tournament. Blitzchung ended his remarks by reciting the popular Hong Kong protest slogan, Liberate Hong Kong Revolution of Our Times. At the time, he was wearing a gas mask and dark goggles, evoking the gear activists have worn during months of street protests. For his actions, Blitzchung, who lives in Hong Kong, was handed a one-year ban from Blizzard's tournaments. The company also rescinded his 2019 winnings, said to be about $10,000. Uh, Nathan Zamora, a commentator for the Hearthstone Grandmasters tournament, announced on Thursday that he was stepping down from his role as caster on the Hearthstone broadcast team. Um, so basically ever since then, a lot of people have been calling to boycott Blizzard. I know that Kaplan also put out another Overwatch update video and he had mentioned something about some decisions that the company made. I didn't watch the video. I didn't want to. Um, but a lot of people and their, their Twitter accounts are verified. So, you know, it's them. A lot of Blizzard employees have tweeted um, saying that they do not agree with what Blizzard has done. Not And Kevin Havdestad, Hav, Hav he is, I don't know if he's a dev there or whatever, but he works there. And he tweeted, not everyone at Blizzard agrees with what happened. 
both Think Globally and Every Voice Matters values have been covered up by incense employees this morning. Um, it, it's it, it's really weird. I'm, I'm, I don't I don't really feel really good about um, feel really good about that. It seems very tyrannical to me. Um, it echoes stuff that's happening all over the world right now, um, on a smaller scale, obviously, but still a pretty wide and big scale because it's Blizzard. There's a lot of people who play World of Warcraft, Overwatch, and Blizzard games. Um, you, this guy expressed his belief for democracy in Hong Kong. And, um, it, it just, uh, it, it seems really weird. And I kind of wonder if my opinion would be different if he was expressing, um, a more kind of dictatorship like belief, you know, a more fascist belief. I wonder if my, I wonder if my opinion would be different. It might be. Um, obviously, because I don't believe in dictatorships, and I don't believe in fascism, um, as no one should, honestly. But um, anyway, I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into like what's happening in Hong Kong and all that politics stuff. What I do want to get into is I don't think it's. I, I, I and honestly, people can be like, you know, they're a private company. He violated the terms of you know of what is allowed on stream and that and this and that or whatever and that they would have done the same had he had said you know voices opinion in opposition of the protests or whatever but given the situation and given what the protests are for it just seems like a really shitty thing to do it also seems really shitty that they're they took his winnings that he earned and um in 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 protest and boycott people are deleting their blizzard accounts and Blizzard is denying those deletion requests. That right there is a little, it's very shitty. Um, they're basically taking away their customers' right to leave. Um, that's like me going into a Target and wanting to buy, like, you know, a, a PS4 or something or an Xbox One. And then I decide you know what, I don't really like the way you guys are treating me. I don't like how high this is priced. I'm going to leave. And they go, nope, you have to buy it. You're in here now. We're not letting you leave the store until you buy it. That's essentially what Blizzard is doing with people trying to delete their Blizzard and Battle.net accounts. Um, and I just need I just need to say, speak out against that. That's, that is shitty. That sucks. Um, that is how I feel. Um, I don't, I don't speak for the other hosts. I don't speak for anyone else. I'm just speaking for me. I just think that's a crappy thing, um, to, to hold somebody hostage. You, you are taking away my right to leave. And that is not what a good company does. Um, you know, if, if you came, if I had a store or you listen to my podcast and you decided, Hey, Sam said this shitty thing. I don't want to listen anymore. I can't. And and I did something to keep you listening, to make you forcibly, you forcing you to listen every week. That's not what 
that's not right. That's that's not what a good company does. That's not what a good podcast does. Plus, I don't have that ability to make you do that anyway. But if I did, and I abused that power like that to get you to keep listening, that's not real. That's not real. That's not real at all. You're forcing people to keep their Battle.net accounts when they don't want to. You're taking away their right to leave, their right to delete their accounts. And because you, it's almost like you're forcing them to agree with your decision of what you did to Blitzchung. And that's not okay. You don't get to force me to agree with anything, Blizzard. You don't get to do that. You especially don't get to take away my right to leave if I want to leave. So, I I normally would not use the newscast to do something like this, but I'm just going to say it right now. Blizzard, you can go to hell. And when you get there, keep my seat warm for me so you can suck my dick. Because you guys suck. That's trashy. You're trashy. Sorry. Sorry. You know, maybe some information is going to come out tomorrow that will completely change my mind and if it if that does it does i reserve the right to change my mind obviously you know somebody could listen to this newscast and say hey sam but did you know this and i can absolutely change my mind and i'll gladly rescind what i said but until then f you um excuse me that being said uh thank you for listening I'm glad you guys listen every week. I love you guys for listening to me every week. Um, whether it's on the newscast or the podcast or wherever. I love you guys very much. I don't think I say that enough. Maybe I say it too much. But I feel like... Man, it's been crazy with the patrons and all that stuff. My camera. Danny's new mic. I feel an overwhelming swellness in my heart that you guys listen every week so I don't know how to ever repay that properly I don't think but if I find a way I will I will give it to you I will repay you in kind for sure so I love you thank you very much that being said I've been Sam and this has been the anime summit newscast <laughs>